and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone and welcome to another live Q&A. I am thrilled to uh, have with us today Amna. Hi Amna. Hi everybody. <laughs> Uh, Anna's out in Dubai. Um, so what time is it for you out there at the moment? It's 9.30 here in the UK. Uh, it's 12.30 here. So oh, okay. it's, cool. we have a we have a three hour difference. But then obviously you guys have daylight saving time. We don't. So sometimes we have a three hour difference. Sometimes we have a four hour difference. Depends yeah. on the time of year. <laughs> we like to muck around with ours. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Anna, you've got a fascinating story and um, where you're at today is really cool as well because you are now... Uh, leading your own business, which we'll get on to more later on. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your horsey background, because you might be from Dubai right now, but you're not from Dubai, are you? <laughs> no, I was I was born in Wales, and I spent the first 21 years of my life in Wales. And I graduated as a teacher from Swansea University. And in the course of looking for a teaching job, which are quite hard to come by, it was either move to London or go abroad. And while I didn't want to live in London, being horsey and outdoorsy, and I really enjoyed the countryside, I thought I couldn't imagine anything worse than living in London. So I decided to look abroad and found a job in Ras Khaimah, which is in the United Arab Emirates. It's around an, out, an hour outside Dubai and also like it's quite outdoorsy, it's quite rural, and I moved here. I intended to stay only for one year, and here I am nine years later. Cool, so you went out there to teach English, is that right? Yes, so I, I looked for a teaching job in the UK, couldn't find one, and decided that I was gonna go to <laughs> Dubai instead. Gosh, so from Swansea to Dubai, that's quite a, a leap. Yeah, it, it was it was a big change in the beginning. But when I came here, I I loved it. And I thought it was the best thing ever and decided to stay. And then obviously, I met my husband a few years later. And then we had kids and everything and life goes on. And now this is this is my home and I wouldn't consider anywhere else home. So I mean, tell us a little bit then about your horsey background, because you met your husband through competing out there. It wasn't anything to do with the teaching, was it? So tell us a bit about <laughs> your, your Welsh horsey background that then changed when you were in Dubai. So I started riding when I was 10 years old and I started doing mounted games. So I did that for around five years and I won the Royal Welsh with my team in 2015. And then 15 is the upper age limit for mounted games. So I moved on to eventing. And then when I came to Dubai, the eventing scene is obviously very small, kind of non-existent. We have only two venues in the entire country. So I kind of just got pushed into show jumping. And my husband is a show jumper. He's an international show jumper. He's competed on Nations Cup teams. And I was at a show one day and he was there and spotted each other and <laughs> the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> Lovely. So you 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 did try, you say you tried um, endurance, you tried a couple of bits and pieces while you were out there, but settled on, on show jumping. Yeah, because endurance is very, very big here. 
obviously Sheikh Mohammed, he has a big endurance team and he rides and competes himself in, in endurance. So it's quite popular here. However, and, and I did do it and I competed, you know, the 40, the 80 qualifiers and eventually 120 kilometers. But for me coming from like mounted games and eventing, like the endurance was just a bit too mellow. You know, it, it, it's 40 kilometers just of cantering around a big loop in the desert. It wasn't quite thrilling enough for me. <laughs> So you're a bit of a, a thrill seeker then, are you? A bit you you like the adrenaline aside because you could have taken up dressage, could you not? Or is that not really a thing in Dubai? Well, I mean, you could, you could have done dressage, but again, it's not really a, a thing here either. Like that, we 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 I say we Arabs, <laughs> they tended like the more thrill seeking sport. So endurance, you gallop quite fast through the desert. It's it's quite you know it's fun, but not for me. And then obviously show jumping, going over the big jumps. And because here in Dubai, the lowest you can compete at nationally is one meter. So they start quite, quite big. And then you go all the way up to the 140s then. And then obviously we have international shows which go up to 160s. Cool. So it is a, it's a different scene out there, isn't it? But you've, you know, adjusted, you found your way of being and then you've started something new and pretty cool as well, haven't you, which is the Equin Nation app. So tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, so in in the UAE, we are quite small. We don't have a lot of resident uh, people. So we have no resident saddler. We have maybe three three dentists. And the Equination app was just, it came about because my husband's obviously a, a trainer, and he teaches show jumping to a lot of people. And then he'd get a lot of people asking them, oh, my horse is feeling a little stiff. Can can you recommend a therapist for him or her? Or, you know, my horse has got this problem. Which vet would you recommend? Or, you know, I, w- I would like to take some dressage lessons alongside the jumping. Can you tell me where which trainer is good? And then you get a lot of people moving into the country, looking for stables for their horses when they come. And the same goes when we would go abroad to compete. So we go to France usually every summer. We haven't gone this year because of COVID. But we would usually go to France and then we travel around Europe, Italy, Spain, Czech, Slovakia. And when we go there, I am trying to search for stables to keep our horses in in a different language and I'm like oh and then I have to message this stable and this stable and okay do you have these facilities we these facilities are essential and then we no 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 so I thought there's has to be like an easier way to do this so the idea for the Equination app was born and it's basically a directory of everything equestrian so stables trainers farriers bit experts, saddlers, confidence coaches, you know. So if you need, um, I need a stable in France that has an indoor arena and a horse walker. You can just go onto the app. You can click that in like the search engine. There's some options and voila, you get however many options are available for what you're looking for. Cool. So that's awesome. And that was born of, as many inventions are, um, a problem that you had when you were having to do something. Yeah. 
Definitely, because like I, I mentioned, with my husband, he travels a lot. And then when when we go away, like if you're, you know, in UK, you're surrounded by your friends, you have your horsey friends, if your horse is feeling a little bit off color, you can ask them, they can recommend people. Whereas when you've traveled and you've gone to another country for a show or in the UK, you know, you travel for a stay away show, which is maybe an hour, two hours away from your house or more. And then you you have a problem there. Your horse loses a shoe. Oh well, well, who do I ask now for a farrier? And this is why I I had the Equination app because I I've been in this situation myself. Oh, I, I'm in France. I don't know anybody in France. My horse needs new shoes. Like, and then you have to search, and it's in a different language. And so I there needs to be an easier way to do this. So that's quite a big part of what you do at the moment out there, isn't it? So obviously you've got the app to make your life easier, but tell us a little bit about what kind of daily life is like for you because you've got kids and you've got this husband. I mean, maybe at the moment it's obviously quieter, <laughs> isn't it? You know, like you're not doing yeah. all that, but like an, a normal summer. Um, would What sort of things are you up to over there? Because I think it's fascinating. You do so much. Yeah, and in the, in the summer we don't usually stay here because it gets very hot so we do try and t- try to go abroad, take the horses abroad to compete. And because the show jumping season, all all equestrian season here is from October until April, because in the other summer months, it is just too hot to ride the horses properly, train them properly, definitely can't compete. So we like to take them abroad. Uh, this summer, obviously, it's been a little bit different. Nobody's been allowed to travel very much. So we have stayed here. And it's a little different for me as well, because this is the first summer where I've not had a job, not been a teacher. So usually my summers would be spent, you know, visiting family, going on holidays, relaxing, preparing for the next academic year and this year I haven't had to do that this year I have just been focusing on the app building the equination community and really trying to uh, spread the word about the equination app cool so let's go back a little bit then to the teacher thing so when you were in Wales and you were teaching there um, you said to me earlier on, you said there's a, a lot of teachers just find it really difficult and get pretty burnt out and stressed out with it. And it's not necessarily something they want to do. So tell us a little bit about that time. And maybe it isn't just in Wales. Maybe it, it occurs in Dubai as well. I don't know. But Yeah, it, it occurs, I think, anywhere you are, because, you know, the, the focus is no longer on the child and the teaching. And, and, and people get into teaching because they, they love being with children and they love giving this knowledge to children. And and it's not about that so much anymore. Like you have all these targets and every child in the class has to be, you know, above 80 percent. And it's not realistic. And teachers get burnt out. You know, in Dubai, we have an inspection from the government every single year. And that's stressful. You know, you have to you have to be able to get good or very good to be allowed to continue accepting students or to you have to get very good for the school to be allowed to increase their fees and and it it ends up with a lot of pressure on the teacher and a lot of um 
the, the parents would blame the teacher if the child is not meeting the minimum criteria. And it's it just became a not so fun place to be anymore. And so what was it then that meant that you decided, fine, do you know what, That's it's enough? Because there will be people in that situation right now, and it would be very interesting after COVID, actually, of people having <laughs> their own kids for five months and realising it's clearly not the teachers, is it, because they haven't seen them. But, um, yeah. you know, what would you say to people who are stuck in something, who want to get out? Because this is such a common theme that I get from people like yourself, people who are entrepreneurs, they've set up their own businesses, and it's normally bought of the fact that they've gone, do you know what, I just don't want to do this anymore. This is not for me. There is another way. I want to do it. And I think hearing those stories all the time from people really helps to inspire them. And I think the other cool thing is that what you're doing is an app. So you're still in that horsey community. You're still with horsey people and doing something equine related. But you're not necessarily a rider or a groom or a physio or the kind of normal jobs that people might think about doing when it comes to equine work. So Tell us a little bit about, you know, that move for you from a job to, you know, being your own businesswoman and things as well. Yeah. So for for a couple of years, obviously, I, I've I've said, oh, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like I have one one friend who's been teaching for more than 25 years and it is her passion, whereas it it quickly became obvious to me that it wasn't my passion and that you know, horses were my passion. But when I finished school in a traditional family, horses in my family just wasn't a acceptable career path. You know, we, we needed this nine to five stable where somebody pays your salary at the end of every month. And that was what I was encouraged to do and pushed into. And I thought, oh, you know, teaching is nice, kids are lovely, we, we'll have some great fun. And, and I enjoy teaching. I, I do enjoy giving my knowledge to other people. And you might notice that if you follow the Equination app, I give on the Instagram page, I do give a lot of information to people. I do try and do a lot of like educational posts around horses. So I, I kind of lost my trail of thought now. So, <laughs> so I got into teaching mainly because it was kind of what I was told to do. And I always knew that I didn't want to do it long term. And it, it and it took me nine years to find something else that I, I would like to do long term. And obviously, I looked at, like you mentioned, the other options. I looked at going to study equine therapy. I looked to study veterinary science and None of those things are available in Dubai. So I would have had to up sticks, leave my family, go back to UK, start to study all over again. And again, that wasn't really an option for me. And then this idea for the app was born. And I started building the app and I was building it for around, I think around 10 months before I I finally had the the courage to say, okay, the app is where I am going. And, you know, it's taking a lot more of my time and my attention now. And I can leave the teaching that I'm not passionate about and follow something that I am passionate about, something that does make me happen, happy, something that I enjoy waking up to do every day. 
That's cool. And what were kind of the fears, the blockers, you know, the mindset things that stopped you from doing it to begin with? Because, you know, no one just suddenly goes, I'm doing that and leaps. I mean, okay, maybe a few people do, but I've not come across any yet. I'm sure there are some out there. What what kind of things did you have to get over, challenge, you know, um, some of the beliefs that other people had about what you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing? Even And in Dubai as well as a woman, that must be something... I don't know different out there I don't I don't know enough about that but I know culturally it's very different isn't it no actually be like being being a, a woman really doesn't affect a lot here actually we get if we if you go to like say a government uh, registering your car there's a separate area for women and men and a separate queue for women so we always get seen sooner so it's no detriment at all to be a woman the only slight detriment probably would be maybe my religion because i in islam we are taught you know you have to be a little bit shy don't really get loud in your face put yourself out there we have the the scarf obviously so it's like you have to be a little bit more modest and if you're if you're standing you know when you're standing up in front of 20 guys <laughs> my personal thing was well I'm very shy doing this and and it took me a while to to get over that and to be able to put myself out there start a YouTube channel start a podcast even just putting my face on my Instagram page um but yeah obviously the fears that I had were of failing like you don't you don't want to start something and then it not work okay will people like it what are people gonna think what are they gonna say behind my back you know this was a, a lot of the fear that I had and actually when I started telling people about my idea I had loads of positive feedback like oh my god that's such an amazing idea we definitely need that and that kind of gave me the the courage to then go ahead and do it knowing that people did want it <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing worse for an entrepreneur, is it, than having an idea and actually discovering you think it's great, but no one else does. Yeah. So, so you started, you sort of started forming this idea and chatting to some people close to you about it and some other people and, and they started to support you too. And it sounds like that that was the sort of the beginning of the catalyst to start the baby steps of confidence of, oh, maybe this is the right thing to, to go. Yeah, you, you need you need the support from other people. I know I know some people will say that no, you don't you don't need to rely on anybody else. But for me, like I needed that. I, you need your friends to cheer you on and say, yeah, go for it. Like if if somebody's telling you that's not going to work, that's not going to work, that's not going to work, they're putting they're in a negative mindset and they're putting you in a negative mindset. Whereas if you've got people around you who are saying, yeah, go for it, like it really does encourage you and then even when you get the odd person who's like yeah don't need that like you have to tell no it's fine you this one person doesn't need it but there's 10 others who do so you have to just focus on the positives focus on the good and go for what makes you happy this is what I have learned <laughs> yeah definitely so um how long has the app been sort of officially launched and out there now so we officially launched on the 1st of June this year. So it's just three months now. Yeah. Okay. So just so it's so still very early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still, still a very new app. Yeah, absolutely. And what kind of challenges have you found bringing something brand new onto the market then? What, what kind of challenges have you come across that people have been saying or doing or thinking? People don't, it, 
don't understand what I'm trying to do. Sometimes it takes me quite a, a long time to explain what the app is and how it can help them. And maybe that's just me. <laughs> maybe that's just my bad explanations. Or I think because it is a new concept, a new idea, that they're not quite sure about it yet. And then I've had a lot of people obviously try to tell me how they would like it to be. And I have to remember that, no, this is mine. This is how I want it to be. And of course, you definitely have to take take on board what other people say. But if somebody says, oh, I need this, you have to weigh up the pros and cons for yourself and how it fits in with your philosophy. You don't just go, okay, yeah, they want it. I got to do it. You, you have to find find a balance of giving people what they they would like in the app so that they're happy using it, they're confident using it, they're getting a purpose out of it and obviously what you as the designer decided that you you wanted it to be in the first place and and it has changed a lot for me since since my initial thoughts about what I wanted it to be it's definitely not the same it's definitely been adapted and changed yeah absolutely and these things often do don't they I mean my business looks nothing like it did you know seven years ago like it was completely <laughs> in every way the core of it's still there though which is about serving and helping yeah others. of course and so what would you say like the core of yours is and what would you say two questions what would you say your like big mission vision is for because it's an app but it's an app that's got a reason isn't it you know it's not just yeah thing. yeah I, I want I want it to make life easier for people I wanted to make it easy that no matter what you wanted it was there in one place so it saved people time and just just made life easier basically connecting anybody in the equestrian world the owners with the professionals cool okay so there's a big vision then just to make life easier for equestrians and i think yeah. <laughs> you know what a vision to have to keep that in mind when you want to like overcome problems or like you say when people keep trying to push push their agenda on it or things like that if you can keep that vision of this is what it's about then that keeps you going through the the challenges yeah and and sometimes it is hard sometimes you get setbacks and you get like I said people disagreeing with you and people wanting to change what you've already done and and it, and it's hard to keep on the path that you you set out in the beginning so that's where I, I find it's really helpful to have those like supportive friends and mentors and people who who are helping you on your path rather than trying to take you onto theirs. Cool. And so you mentioned mentors then, and this is definitely something every single successful person I've ever come across in in their time, in my time of knowing people, is they've always had a mentor or someone they follow that they take guidance from or a coach or something like that that's helped them. And 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 what way have you kind of done that in your path? So I joined uh, Rhea Freeman's mastermind group and she is uh, marketing and PR and she's just wonderful and, and ha has helped me like because before I started this app I had no idea about Instagram and Facebook marketing and ads and I just had this fabulous idea about how to help people but I had no real idea about how to implement it and spread this to other people to the people that I wanted to help. So I joined her mastermind group and she she has obviously given lots of strategies and lots of support and 
if if I get this person who leaves a negative comment, you can chat to her about it, and she gives you positive spins on it, say, and uh, answers that are appropriate and friendly. <laughs> and how much do you think you found that has fast tracked it? Because you know, using there's two two sides of this sword, isn't there? When you have experienced people who are ahead of you that can give you help and advice. It's always, of course, based on their own experience. And sometimes it's not actually the right thing for you. But sometimes what it really does is helps you fast track and, you know, cut corners that you, if you'd have learned them yourself, the hard way would have taken you much longer. And how have you found kind of that navigating that side of things? It's been interesting. And and like I, like I mentioned before with the app, it took, took me the app changed a lot from what I wanted it to be in the beginning to what it is now. And and that's the same with the social media and the marketing and trying to uh, spread the word about the app. Like what, when I started, what I was doing was not half of what I'm doing now and it wasn't done in the same way. And without, without that guidance from somebody who has been there, has done it, has the knowledge, then I might have got there. I might not have got there, but it, I definitely would have wouldn't have got there this quickly. So it has definitely accelerated and and given you that wisdom. So it sounds to me like you would be a definite advocate for getting yourself a mentor, a coach, uh, joining a group, being a part of a community, something like that, where they share knowledge, information, and success, and support you as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you, you, you need people in your corner cheering for you because. You, you are going to have some people who are negative and you, you then you ignore those and you go back to the people who are cheering for you. Yeah. And I think that's true in business, in equine, you know, being in a question in, in many things in life, isn't it? That exact. In fact, that's been the whole theme this week. It's been about teamwork and support. <laughs> Yeah, and like it when 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 we, if I go back to teaching, <laughs> when when you're in the class with the kids, like you have you give them strategies too. If they don't know if they don't know the answer, what's the first thing they do? They ask their friend. You know, they don't they don't come straight away to the teacher. They ask their friends. They ask their peers. They ask the, the person sitting next to them has already solved the math equation. Okay, can you tell me how I do it? And then you go up the chain to the teacher eventually and the teacher well, really is obviously the that. person who is expert in the industry but yeah oh, I love that analogy I think that's it's so true isn't it and I even find that in my groups and my communities that you know I don't I don't want to be the the I mean obviously I don't mind being the expert but I don't want to be the one that everyone yeah. comes to I haven't got enough high <laughs> if yeah. everyone came to me and um but it's lovely when the groups start helping each other out you know that's yeah, of course that's and, you know you've got a community isn't it yeah, and, and they don't necessarily help each other out with this knowledge that you have, but they help each other out with the emotional support. And if it's if it's a small problem, some, somebody is new to the group, then a more experienced member of the group can help them, can answer. And then if it's a more difficult problem, they obviously need to come to you, the expert. So there's stages, but if it's a, if it's a minor problem, then they don't need to be coming all the way to the top to you. They can just ask their friends and just sometimes it is just moral support like yeah that's the right thing to do that's that's all you need that's all somebody needs to say to us yeah I agree with what you've said that's, and then <laughs> and then the person can go away and do it and I think that just goes to show doesn't it that if that's what because what ages of children were you teaching 
Uh, I taught from three years until 11 years. Okay, yeah, so some real baby babies as well as the older guys. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, that must be inherent. No one teaches them to do that, do they? No one says, go and ask your friend if you need something. So, yeah. so it's clearly like an inherent thing in humans that you, you go to your peers or your friends or someone for support before you go to the head honcho, you know, before you go to the one at the top and, and put your hand up and say, oh, I don't know this. So that, I think that's really interesting using that uh, analogy of the classroom um, for for how business support or any kind of support actually really works as well. Yeah, and 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 if you if you have to go and you have to speak on stage, you'd rather go with your friend. You'd you know you feel a lot more comfortable doing it if you're there with your friend rather than standing there with, by yourself, all the focus on you. So definitely it helps to have people who who really support you and that's something I think I find a little bit difficult as well is I I am doing this on my own like the the idea was mine I implemented it myself I'm still working by myself and sometimes it would be nice to have a partner but on on another level it's nice to have it only your your how you want it you don't have to like kind of compete if you want it you put it if you don't want to, you don't put it. But it is nice to have the outside people going, yes, go for it. <laughs> cool. Okay. And what then would you say is the next step or the future or what, what's next for you on this journey, do you think? I mean, you might not even know, but what do you think it is? Well, I was really hoping to be able to get out to some shows and put the Equination app and do some sponsoring of some shows and everything. But that has been put on hold, obviously, because of COVID. So I'm hoping that within the next couple of months, we can start getting out and just being a bit more visible to people and explaining to people like face to face and everything about what we do rather than just being like behind a screen all of the time. Yeah, definitely. I know what you mean. It's been weird. And have you found in Dubai, what's it been like for you as far as how you've been able to meet people and see people or... Well, been? no, we haven't. We haven't really been able to make people unsafe. But the app was supposed to launch in March. That we have a big international horse fair here in March. Uh, the app was supposed to launch there. Obviously, that got cancelled. So couldn't do that. And then there was six more weeks of shows. They all got cancelled. And then we went into lockdown. You weren't allowed to leave the house at all, except with um, permission slips. So that that happened and then when the lockdown was lifted we were already into summer where it's very hot nothing not a lot goes on here so that kind of did set the set the app and set my plans back quite a lot so hopefully now October we're going to start being able to go to shows more and I can start getting myself out there a bit so that's super exciting. So are you, you going to come over to Europe, do you think, or the UK? I suppose you don't really know we travel at the moment, but is that the plan? Yeah, so so I, my plan is to spend this winter here in the UAE because this is where everything happens in the winter. And then in January, February, we, we have a lot of international shows here. And then, again, next summer then, we'll go over to the UK, start doing some shows there, and then eventually go into Europe, I hope. Oh, exciting then. And that's all going to be, so that's going to be obviously two-pronged, isn't it? Partly with your husband and his competition, and then obviously at the same time promoting the app and getting people out there to join up, sign up. Yeah, it's nice to be able to go with him, but for no go with him, that's fine as well. Oh, okay. 
So you will just get that, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because he, he doesn't tend to come to the UK to compete, to be honest. There's, there's not, by the time you fly the horses there and everything, there's not that many high-profile shows that are worth coming for so he, he'd rather go to Europe where it's a lot easier to travel between the countries like you can just drive for four hours which he does do to to a show you know <laughs> whereas in the UK you have to worry about the ferry and everything which is yeah obviously. yeah no I know a lot of people that just disappear out to Europe for a few months doing the circuit and then come back again yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool okay so if anyone wants to know more about the app or uh, find out more about it what's the best way for them to do that so we have an Instagram and Facebook page, which is equi.nation, or they can just download the app from the App Store or the Play Store. And it's Equination, so we'll put the Yeah, link. Equination. Cool. And I, tried, so I tried to make it easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> like great. We're great creating an equi, Equine Nation. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And um, if someone is a coach, a farrier, a livery yard, a you know, groom, anything like that, they can just pop their information on it or how does that work? Yeah, there there is a subscription fee if you are a farrier or a list your services. But it's the uh, first two months are free at the moment. So you can sign up and have a look around and see how you like it. And then everybody else, it is free to download, free to search. Cool. So it's just the professionals that pay a bit for subscription and everyone else can look at it and use it and get some benefit from it yeah I hope so I hope it I hope it will help both sides I hope it will help the professionals to gain more clients and I hope also it will help the owners to find these professionals easily and I've learned a lot from doing it like I've learned that we have equine Bowen and equine Masterson and I had no idea that these things existed for your horse so oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's great to be able to see what's on there. Like we have, um, like you know, an equine treadmill. How can it help your horse? Uh, when when does your horse need it? When would you benefit from it? And it, it's it's very interesting actually that these things that your horse can have and how it can help your horse to just be happier and even their performance and things like that. Cool. Yeah, no, there's so much in the UK. Like, if, if you can have it for humans, you can have it for horses. In fact, a lot of the time, you can have it for the horse. It doesn't exist for the human yet, but it's <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, and obviously, Flying Changes Coaching's on there as well. So mindset and things yeah. like that. You've got those kind of coaches. And, and, the, your, and that's your... another thing. That's another thing. Like, the, the we don't have any mindset coaches in Dubai. So now all the riders here have access to you through the app. Yep. So they're, give, they're given the chance, if they're lacking in confidence, to actually connect with somebody who can help them. Whereas before the app, they wouldn't have had, that might not even have thought of it. It wouldn't have crossed their mind that they could contact somebody in the UK and just get the sessions over Zoom or something like that. So I, I hope that it will really, really help people no matter where they are. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I coach all over the world, so it's pretty cool. I I, uh, I haven't yet got my first client in Dubai, but I'm sure that'll come. But I've got many. Other yeah, like I said, we're not we're not in, we're not really doing a lot at the no. moment. It's still <laughs> quite hot. So hopefully now in October, when we start getting into the competition seasons, and people start realizing that they need that little bit of competitive edge or just just a bit more confidence in their riding, that mm, they can contact you. Awesome. 
Okay, um, and someone has just said they've had a look at the app uh, for the first time now and they say it looks awesome. So oh, thank brilliant. you. And they've started to look at it already, so that's great. So um, is there anything you wanted to add or cover that you don't think we have before we just wrap up? Um, no, I don't think so. It's been lovely chatting to you. Yeah, always a pleasure. Um, and you've got your own podcast and you've got your own YouTube channel as well, haven't you? Yes, I do. It's the Equination on YouTube <laughs> and the Equination podcast as well. So it's, cool. it's very similar. We're Equination everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. It's a build a brand. Why not? And, yeah, trying um, to... Go trying to keep it simple this is my <laughs> help people keep it simple this is the app hopefully is simple for people to use and it mm. doesn't require a lot of uh, guidance instructions so. <laughs> no no it's very good it's very simple it's uh, it's a uh, do you know sometimes the simplest things are what we need we just didn't realize we needed them so i think it's a great yeah. idea and lovely to chat to you too and i know at some point uh, we've done a podcast so i don't know when my one's coming yes. out soon i think coming out soon <laughs> writing so go and take a look and you've interviewed loads of different people in all sorts of different areas on that as well haven't you? so a bit like yes. Q&A's, lots and lots of people and loads of topics yeah we we have some professionals like yourself explaining what they do how they can help and we also have some just riders as well who who explain like about their 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 horsey world and how their how the app can help them so lovely Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Amna. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Um, and good luck with the future of the app. Let us know if there's ever anything we can do to help support you in any way. Because um, I do think that, you know, we need to be all helping each other in the equine world, just like you've said. Um, and yeah, thanks once again and, and have a great afternoon. Thank you. It was lovely chatting to you. And thank you for everybody who listened. <laughs> have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone.